Where's the love? Right here on this podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, love to Love Drop, 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 Drop. where your host and One Love Ambassadors, Charles and Diane, will share love, hope, and inspirational topics taken from their journey and world events. We will also include on-location recordings and special pop-up guests from cool places all around the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. Our topic is man to man. Let's dive right into this topic and explore some important considerations as I speak to our male listeners specifically. Now, more than ever, many men are battling with mental health challenges for various reasons like feeling overwhelmed, underserved, devalued, and downright alone, just for starters. Of course, this is not a comfortable conversation and therefore not a topic of discussion on most days. However, it is important that we as men find a way to have these conversations and work through any emotional challenges that may arise. You see, there is a disconnect from generations to generations within the male community, and that is a major area of concern. So I ask you male listeners the following questions. Who or are your male influencers? Have you incorporated these influences into your life? Have you been paying it forward, behind you, and beside you? Finally, what kind of legacy are you creating? How do you want to be remembered? Somehow, we have lost the village mentality within the male community and must find our way back to it and back to one another, man to man. Now back to the questions. My male influencers were my father and my uncle. My dad was a hardworking man, sometimes working three jobs at a time. Dad migrated from down south to Detroit, Michigan, in hopes to find a better life. My father worked at the produce market, a cinder block company, and he bartended in the evening. His motto in life was good, hard, honest work, never hurt anybody. Although my father was a man of few words, his worth ethics spoke loud and clear. My dad's nickname was Lil Joe after a boxer and heavyweight champion, Joe Lewis. My dad did some boxing also. My work ethics and love for boxing came from my dad's influence. I incorporated this into my life by working and retiring after 40 plus years with the federal government. The boxing aspect was incorporated into my life in the form of martial arts, which later led me to Tai Chi and Qigong. 
My uncle, Charles Walls, whom I was named after, his nickname was Arthur Cat. And to this day, no one knows where he got that name, Arthur Cat. My uncle Arthur Cat was known and greatly respected throughout the city in Detroit. People came to him with all kinds of problems and situations, and he was able to provide solutions. He was kind, easygoing, and just an all-around good people person. My uncle's motto in life was, the more friends you have, the less enemies you have. I contribute my ability to network, problem solve, and effective communication to my uncle Arthur Cat. I incorporated those qualities into my life as a speaker, mentor, various roles in leadership, and several business ventures. Although there are many other male influencers in my life, such as my older brother, whom, by the way, had the largest paper route in Detroit back in the day. My two greatest influencers, though, were my father and my uncle. As I approach my 80th year of life, many times I'm the eldest man in most rooms. I don't take that title lightly and therefore share my knowledge and wisdom every opportunity that presents itself starting with my sons, nephews, and other male acquaintances that I encounter. I would like to be remembered as a man of integrity, love for family and humanity, someone who served in actions, living the models of caring is sharing and health is wealth. Plain and simple, I want to be remembered as that guy who walked his talk. Now, without further ado, let's hear what our special guest has to say about the males who influenced their lives. From New York, we have Jason. From California, we have Ken. From Florida, we have Leo. From Nashville, we have Jim. And from New Jersey, we have James. Thank you for joining Love Drops Podcast and sharing your views with our listeners, man to man. Hi, uh, my name is James and I live in New Jersey. I'm from Philadelphia. I am in my late 40s and I have had such great experiences uh, and excited to share this male role model who has really influenced me my whole life. So the greatest male influence in my life was my grandfather on, in retrospect, uh, he was a father figure to me as well as my grandfather because I didn't grow up with a father. Me and my grandfather did not have an emotional bond. It was more student teacher and I knew he was there for me if I needed him and I was more the observer. Uh, but my grandfather was always a strong statuesque man and he had a strong religious faith. Uh, he dressed up for church every Sunday. He was very respectful to everyone and he visited everyone on Sundays, his whole family. And he also was hard working at his job. So he really had 
a good work ethic, even when it was uh, troublesome. He never complained. Um, he handled life, I would say, with grace. And the unique thing about him is his, um, he was a former boxer when he was younger and his name was Tuffy. Uh, that was his uh, boxing name. So it kind of reflected the type of person he was. He kind of had a tough outer shell, but a soft inside, but his outer shell was not harsh. It was very um, penetrable. You could penetrate him his spirit, his soul, it was very available. And for me, as a young man, a young boy, uh, I just observed that in him and it gave me a sense of security. I didn't realize till maybe three years ago, back in 2019, 2020, that I really emulate him now because my character is very, uh, outgoing like his character and I believe in respect and I like to visit family and show up and I like to be I like to keep my word and that's how he was as well as a hard worker and very graceful so I kind of put those pieces together later on in life uh, with the person that I've become so I could really appreciate now more than I did when I was young really his his true strength and the strength that i have uh as a man now and i think that's remarkable that you could go back and reflect on that because sometimes we get lost in not seeing the people that really did affect our lives and influence us and who we really have become and not everybody has the capability to reflect on that so I'm grateful. And when he passed back in 1995 of cancer, I actually watched him go through treatments and he really did handle his treatments with grace. He never complained once, uh, even if he was in pain or sick. So that is something that I wish to emulate uh, and I try to in my daily life, um, in how I act, I try to be that a uh, statuesque, respected person in my personal life and in my career and to be impeccable with my word. Um, in my current life, I don't have a lot of male youth at the moment that I could pass that on to. So I try to really just be that light and that presence that my grandfather was. And I know in my heart that it is shining on those who need it and it is awakening those who need it and that i guess is is my gift i i had the pleasure to help raise a couple youth uh for about 10 years um they were in my family and i raised them part-time so in doing that i kind of gave them more of the emotional stability that i didn't have growing up without a father uh knowing and telling them how much i love them and also giving them the freedom to be themselves, which my grandfather gave to me. And that is another gift that I feel grateful to have had because I might not have my own children. And hopefully in the future, I will be able to pass along the influence of my grandfather, the male role model, the masculine energy to other youth that I might encounter. And in closing, I would say that it's a tough question. What do I wish to be remembered for? And uh, 
the one word that comes to my mind is one a christ light and a christ consciousness um to help bridge the gap between uh heaven and earth and those that are seeking and helping them to find and the other one is uh someone who is charismatic uh like my grandfather was and a charismatic respected hardworking individual uh along the lines of a trailblazer the word trailblazer comes to my mind someone said that to me last year that i was a trailblazer and trailblazers don't have to be someone who is uh on the big screen or or famous although that's something that i always had strive for uh later lo- along in life i realized that a trailblazer is someone who stays true to who they are and to their word and who helps to bring that in creation of their life and and bring other people into that joy of of living and of of soul and spirit and who does stand up for what they believe in and and who's honest and I can sit here and say right now that I've always been honest with who I am and where I'm going and what I want and what I expect and um how I can help bring that healing that I carry to others and and that's a trailblazer and that's needed I think now more than ever in the world and in communities and in families and it starts with the individual and it starts with that influence I believe that we all have from a child uh whether it's feminine or masculine. Thanks for having me on this special Love Drops edition. I am James DeMarco. Hello everyone. My name is Jason Ambrose, originally from Nassau, Bahamas and currently out here in New York. Um so I would say one of the greatest male influences that I had on my life growing up was my father. reason being is because you know out of all of the years I can never remember him telling us no he was always like solution based when it comes to anything that was going on so you know as I got older obviously I didn't understand it back then but as I got older and started following his footsteps in the entrepreneurial realm because he is a auto electrician but now I have a business in the financial industry Um I'm now understanding why he thought about the things the way he did because it's like if we always just think about the problem we always going to attract the problem but he always thought about hey you need $10 by this date all right what do I need to do to make sure that my children or my family is taken care of so that's something that I'm really appreciating now that is allowing me to address issues like in a calm level-headed spirit instead of panicking I'm just thinking boom what do I need to do to get this done so I would say that that was a really big impact on my life and I'm seeing all of the indirect lessons falling into play today um so for me the number one thing I always try to do is is to transfer that because I was fortunate enough to have both parents in the household and I do understand that some people don't have that reality or have that same support that I had So I always like to encourage the younger brothers um to personally develop because that's really all what it is. My father personal development tool was the Bible. You know, I watch him every morning, he read the he read the Bible. So for me, on top of that, you know, we in a day and age where social media is on a rise, everyone is on there and you know, uh microwave lifestyles. 
how I pass it forward is to engage in intentional conversations um, with the younger brothers, letting them know that they are worth whatever work and fight and ethic that they want to push towards and that they should take care of themselves. We should work out. We should read. But most importantly, the best way for me to pass that torch is to be that example. You know, let's change the stereotypes of what it means to be a young black man. Um, let's let's get into the financial services industry. Let's be doctors. Let's be lawyers. Let's own businesses. So my best way of passing the torch is more so of just having that conversation because a lot of times the guys just need the encouragement. We are naturally talented. We just need the encouragement and belief that anything that they want to do is possible. And I, I have a strong social media presence where I educate and talk about those things as well. Um, and then when it comes to like, how do I want to be remembered? And this is still falling back on to, to my father. And like, again, I'm understanding what he meant by it. He said, he worked hard today. So when me, my sisters, my brothers, uh, my mother, if we go anywhere within the Bahamas and we say who our father is, or who, are, who the significant other is, they will treat us like royalty. So that's the same thing for me. But I'm thinking from a global standpoint, I would like to be well-respected globally so that when my family, you know, associates of myself, descendants of myself, like whatever it is, when they say that they are connected with me, they are treated with kindness. They are treated with humility. They are treated with love. Because I just want to leave a stain on this world that can never be erased. I don't want it for the status. That's why I say I'm, I'm more for the respect. I just want to do it to truly be one of the world changers to help the youth especially. But most importantly, you know, just get more businesses within our community and everything on a global standpoint. So I just want to be respected, man. Um, you know, once, once people can remember like the work that I've done, but to make sure that my family and associates are taken care of no matter where they go. That's one of my biggest things. That's why I try to be good with people and respect people and move in humility to make sure that that is, that is possible. But, you know, I do appreciate being on here today and thank you. Okay. Hi, good morning. This is Ken. Uh, um, I, I live in a little town of McCollum, Hill, California. It's in the Sierra foothills. Uh, one of the greatest influences in my life, as far as males go, uh, first it was my father. Uh, I didn't realize it at the time so much uh, until later in life. These lessons I learned from him and why I carry on these uh, same practices is because of him. Uh, like tolerance and treating people with dignity and respect. Um, I saw people walk into his store as a young child all the way up until I quit working for him and he treated everybody exactly the same. Didn't matter if you were the dirtiest of the dirt poor or the riches of the rich rich or you were uh, black, brown, yellow, red, orange, purple, green, blue or white. He treated you with the same dignity and respect. Uh, it was good business practice, but also that was who he was. Uh, later on in life, I, as a young man, I had this fellow that I called my hippie guru. And he made sense out of life when I couldn't. <laughs> As a young man, teenage man, yeah, full of questions. And he helped me answer those questions. We're still very good friends today. Um, let's see here. 
I'm, um, I try to pass on as much knowledge as I can to everybody that wants to absorb it. And uh, some people listen. My kids don't always listen, duh. But uh, other kids that age uh, are running this several kids being back here that um, my kids went to school with and they actually listened to me with with like intent that they were um, paying attention and maybe going to gain some knowledge from what I said. Um, I wonder if they did that with their own fathers or I'm just one of those extra guys that helped out. Um, uh, let's see here. Um how do I want to be remembered? Um, well, I tell you, a couple weeks ago, I was at a celebration of life for a very dear friend, very good man, humble man. And there was over 100 people there. And I made a comment that, gosh, if I have had this many show up at mine, I would be tickled to death. <laughs> um, I like to think that I'd like people to remember me as I remembered him. A kind, a good man, humble man. And uh, that's helpful, always helpful to his fellow person. It's kind of hard to think of yourself and, you know, when you're, how you'd like to be remembered. I'm not really wanting to go around patting myself on the back. Uh, but those are things I would like, I would hope that people would, would think about me. Or maybe I flatter myself to think that they might think of me in those ways. Um, wasn't always that way. I was an angry young man many years much of my life and I had to work through that um, learning life's lessons and either you play play the game to win or you play the game to to uh, uh, get through it unscathed and if you don't then don't play the game follow the rules and you risk the chance of um, having bad things happen to you in your life from various reasons yeah, all those people, they influenced my life in various ways. Um, still, actually, there's still, you know, the the people around me, the men around me, they're, they're still. My father is uh, 92 years old, and he'll still impart some of his wisdom upon me. Of course, I listen now. Um, my other friend will still, my hippie guru, he's still my hippie guru. And... Uh, um, he still imparts his wisdom upon me and I impart mine back on him. And uh, that's one of the reasons I guess we're still good friends after 45 years. Hmm. Passing, passing the torch off to the younger men in the group. Well, I'm not really one to stand on a soapbox and, and or preach to others, but if someone asks, then I will tell them. And oftentimes I will ask if I can say something before I just come out and say it. Um, and most of the time it's some little bit of wisdom that I learned along the way that might help them in their situation. And um, most of the time I get thankful for, thanked for that. Good evening, everyone. My name is Leo Fair and I live in Pembroke Pines, Florida. And I'm, I am honored to be on Charles, Brother Charles' podcast. The greatest male that influenced me while I was growing up was my father. And I say that because 
I looked at my father. He made sure that the family was taken care of. He did the best he, can, best he could. We didn't have everything that we wanted, but he made sure we had everything that we needed. And he was a hard worker and made sure family was taken care of. And I love that man so for that. And as, as I would pass that torch on, what I've learned as I've grown up to, to younger men, I would tell them, I would like to, I would go by showing a good example by living right the best that I can, not to, not saying that I'm perfect, but to live the best life that I can, uh, to be an honest man and tell them the truth. Because so much in this world today where people just tell you anything, something that you want to hear. But as long as you tell them the truth, as long as I tell the truth and, and, and show and making a good example and show the way that I live as best I can. And, and if I see them doing anything wrong that is not right, then I will tell them and try to explain to them the right way of doing it the way I see it. And I would like to be, be remembered as, as something that I always think about um, just as a fair man, an honest man that loved everybody and treated everyone right. And that's just how I was brought up. My mom always said, treat folks, treat people the way you want to be treated. And I try to live by that uh, the best that I can. And that's how I want to be remembered, that Leo treated everybody fairly and, and he did not look down upon anyone or try to take advantage of anyone. I always treat them like they should be treated. And that is a godly person. And I would like to thank Brother Charles for having me on this podcast this evening. And um, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. Hello, how are you? My name is Jim, uh, and I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee. One of the most influential things for me uh, in growing up was that uh, my mother and father were uh, were divorced and living in different cities. Um, my father lived in Washington, D.C., and um, my mother and I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and uh, we saw, we meaning my father and I, saw each other oh, maybe once a year, good time, and maybe twice a year. He would come for special events such as my high school graduation, uh, things like that. Um, but what it taught me was um, to spend time with my children, no matter where they were or how we were separated. And uh, so I made it make it a point now to talk to my children at least once a week. And uh, my son that is in the same city that I'm in, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, we spend time on a weekly basis. I would uh, talk to him over the telephone uh, about three times a week. And once a week, have some activity that he and I do, whether it's uh, going to a movie or whether it's riding a bicycle or just going out you know, for a meal um, and, uh, and communicate with my, all of my children on a weekly basis in terms of how they're doing and uh, what's going on in their lives and, uh, and visit with them or, or they come to me so that we see each other at least three times a, a year. Um, and sometimes it's, it's more than that. And I go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, I love my children and definitely love spending time with them. I believe that it's important to, to stay in contact 
even though life gets in the way, uh, the most important thing is that next generation that you develop with. And I'm proud to say that as a, um, a grandfather, uh, I watch my children react to or respond to their children. And uh, they are, oh, I am so pleased with them. And also that uh, my guidance was, was right in terms of spending time with them, uh, no matter what. And I hear them relate, well, uh, when your grandpa and I were together, we did such and such. And I just kind of laugh internally uh, in terms of, uh, okay, uh, that was important to me in terms of spending time and relating and being available. And I see that happening to, to, to in their lives. Um, not saying that uh, I was the cause of it, but I'm at least enjoying uh, watching them and whatever um, is the motivation for them to, to be the people that they are. I am so happy and pleased. Uh, and uh, in fact, I have one, my profession uh, when I was working and retired now uh, was an education, uh, retired educator, retired mental school principal. And uh, my granddaughter is uh, a teacher. And um, my daughter is a teacher. So that influence in terms of giving back, in terms of teaching, uh, they have. And I watch my uh, uh, sons and their children. Uh, my son, uh, I have a son that's in New Jersey. And one of the things that I was involved in was real estate. And guess what? <laughs> He's involved in real estate. So I guess maybe that model wasn't too bad for him either. And then I have a son that uh, is here with me who happens to have a, um, a mental illness. And uh, we spend lots of time together so that uh, he feels loved, wanted, and, and appreciated. And if there's anything that I can pass on to, any, to uh, um, adults would be to spend time with your children. And if you don't have children, spend time helping the next generation uh, get through these challenges that uh, uh, that they're facing. I would like to be remembered as a person that cared about uh, the next generation in terms of their development and the society that, uh, that they're going to live in after I'm, I'm gone. And it's especially important as, as a parent. And uh, I love you all. Uh, I love uh, interacting with, with people. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, Charles and Diane. I do appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the Love Drops Podcast. Be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know. Until next time, this is Charles and Diane signing off. One love. Love never